to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your host, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Welcome to episode number seven of the Beyond 24 Days podcast. If you guys are following along on social media, you'll have noticed a couple more posts than usual on Facebook. We're trying to share some more of the things that we're finding that are sort of helpful for us. And I don't know if it's just coincidence or if we have some secret followers. I'm going to assume it's just mostly coincidence. But lately, Runner's World has been sharing a lot of clean eating tips and tricks, I guess you could say. So it's really cool to see that not only are we trying to share that along, but some other major publications are also advocating clean eating, and that's what we're all about. Well, we also did some updates to our blog as well. Um, You know, we've been asked by a couple of people if we were interested in monetizing our site, and right now we're not looking to make any money off of our blog. We're just trying to share Uh, everything that we've come across, some of the stuff that we've learned, and just try to help other people and and serve as inspiration to other people to want to have just a healthier lifestyle in general. Just eat real food. Get away from all this processed junk. And one of the other reasons why we updated the blog was I was recently, uh, I guess I was sent a message by another food blogger that noticed we were sharing some recipes and just um, did a friendly sort of reach out and sort of help us. So that way we're not sort of crossing any copyright issues or anything like that. So on the blog, you'll notice we'll list all the ingredients. And if it's a recipe that we've done ourselves, we'll put our own instructions. But if it's something that we have found, uh, we're going to send, you know, share the link of the source. And also, um, we did start a Pinterest account. So we now have a Pinterest board to share some more ideas. So if you're on Pinterest, you can find us at Beyond 24 Days. And as we continue to find out how to use the internet, I will somehow link the Pinterest account into our WordPress site, if that's at all possible. So there you have it. That's sort of what's going on with Beyond 24 Days. A lot going on. There was some exciting things to announce later on. Probably not in this podcast, maybe in the next one. But anyway, that's just what's going on with us on the social media aspect. Today, Brooke actually wanted to take some time and sort of go through preparing your kitchen, how to stock up on items to better prepare yourself for some of these clean eating recipes. So with that, I will turn it over to Brooke. Hi, everybody. So I guess I'm going to start this off by talking about the stigma that is surrounded by clean eating, which is it's really expensive. So I'd like to clear that up and say it's not really that expensive. Your first couple trips to the grocery store are going to be a little shocking once you first start. But once you start your pantry and you start stocking supplies, your trips to the grocery store become less and less stressful and you will fall back into that routine of spending within your budget. I also think in the very beginning, you have a lot of processed ingredients in your cart and you try to compensate that by buying a lot of, you know, fresh produce and more organic things. So yeah, if you're combining all of your old stuff plus the new stuff, I can see how it could be more expensive. On our first or second podcast, we talked about how to clean your kitchen out when you're getting rid of the old to bring in the new. 
And I talked about how we went through and we got rid of white pastas and white rice and a lot of white flours and salt and sugar. At this point, you have to replace all of that with your simple pantry ingredients. Brown rices, whole grain pastas, grains like quinoa, farro, and barley, whole wheat flours. We even replaced regular wheat bread with whole grain bread. You want that whole grain in front of anything on your label. That's most important. Those are just your basic pantry staples. I have a lot of people who ask me how I continue to make different meals each and every night. They want to know, isn't that so expensive? Aren't you constantly going out and having to buy 15 to 20 different ingredients? And to that, I say no. Because I started my pantry stock a long time ago, I found that one crazy recipe that has about 15 or 20 ingredients. And instead of flipping past it because I had to go to the store and buy so many things, I decided to take a chance, spend a little bit of extra money, and go out and buy those ingredients. And that starts your pantry stock. You start to acquire weird ingredients like oyster sauce, ancho chili powders, um, Israeli couscous, what are some other really crazy things I've put in our recipes, Amaranth? Did you mention? Did you mention? Did you mention amaranth? Amaranth. We have a big bag of that in the pantry. And also spices. I think we have every spice <laughs> known to mankind. That's my favorite thing about going to market on a Saturday is going to the herb vendor and just looking at her shelves of herbs and spices and teas and seasonings and just getting a half ounce to an ounce, just something you know, a little that we can experiment with. I just love having every spice on hand so I don't have to look at a recipe and be like, I have to run to the grocery store to get that. So you, the more you try different recipes and you invest in going to the grocery store and buying these, you will have a stock in your pantry of these so-called weird items that you can just pull out when you find them in a random recipe. And it's gotten to a point where we, we've we been finding recipes just to go along with these ingredients that we have sitting around in the cupboards. And I, it's like a rotating stock for me now. There's some things that I just continually keep buying. Well, one of the other things, too, that, that you mentioned, as you become more adventurous and you try to explore new recipes, when you start cutting out the salts, the sugars, and all the unnecessary ingredients we started experimenting more with spices. And that's why our spice pantries continue to grow is because we keep finding new recipes that have just amazing different spice blends, especially when we do the alternate Chinese food recipes or especially the Indian food recipes. Those blends have six, seven, I mean, they have layers of spices and combined, they're just simply amazing. You almost don't even need salt. So as you continue to explore new recipes, your spice cabinet is going to just continue to grow. Not only did the way we eat have to change when we started this lifestyle, but something that was really hard for me was having to overhaul the way I grocery shopped. I used to go grocery shopping and buy our entire two weeks of groceries in one shot. And that was it. And I rarely made trips to the grocery store in between. 
not that I didn't like grocery shopping because I love grocery shopping. It was just kind of at the time seemed like the smart thing to do. And now I realize that I was able to get away with that because I was buying a lot of processed foods. It was very easy to throw a box of, you know, hamburger helper in the pantry and not make it for three or four weeks. In the beginning of our clean eating journey, it was so frustrating to me because there was a lot of food waste in our house because I was still trying to grocery shop with the same mentality that I was using before. I would go and buy two weeks worth of fresh produce and watch it wither and waste in front of us and get really angry when I would have to throw it away in the garbage can and spend more money to go out and buy those ingredients for our upcoming meals. So I really had to do an overhaul of my of myself and how I grocery shopped. I used to scoff at people who would go to the grocery store two, three times a week because I thought that it was just a waste of time. And now I find myself going to the grocery store maybe almost every other day, every third day to get ingredients. I just like to scan the the produce aisle and see what's fresh and pick it up, drive past the farm stand and see what's fresh and pick it up. I saw a shirt that I think describes Brooke perfectly, and it says, I like to take long walks through the produce aisle. It's sad, but it's really true. I find myself texting Ken a lot, and when he asks what I'm doing, I'll say, I'm just at the grocery store picking up ingredients for the next two or three nights at dinner, and I feel like I I live at the grocery store. I feel like the people there judge me, like they want to know why I'm there so much. Um, Some of my favorite things to do, though, is to go into our local grocery store and they have this big giant rack set up. And I'm not even really sure why sometimes some of the produce is on that rack. They just, you know, they bring in their so-called fresh stuff and they need to get rid of the stuff that's just sitting there on the shelf and they will drastically reduce the produce. I'm almost obsessed with going in there and finding things on that rack, their reduced produce rack. Like the other day, we made an amazing fruit salad to go with some burgers that we made and they had star fruit on their reduced produce rack. There was nothing wrong with it. It wasn't like overly ripe, but I got star fruit in a bag for 30 cents, people. That's amazing. And it's funny, you know, I get it. Cause even now to this day, I'm just like, you're where again? But you know, when we stop and think about it, it's like super fresh food and it, the people are just throwing it out. So it's uh, it's been really helpful for us. And I know that you know, we set aside money every month, just like most people. We have a, a grocery budget, and we don't even come close to going over it because we go and we find these deals. So that's another tip, too. At your local grocery store, see if they have this reduced rack for reduced-priced items, such as fresh produce that I love. I'd also like to point out that our grocery budget is still the same exact dollar amount now that we eat clean as it was when we didn't eat clean. So I have managed to stay within that budget, but cook better meals for my family. And I think with that being said, I would like to share some of our so-called tips with you on how we've managed to stay within that dollar amount. Like I said before, at first it was a little bit overwhelming. We were spending above that set dollar amount. And we eventually found different ways to work ourselves back down into our budget. We have a membership at a club store. We go to BJ's Wholesale 
And we found that buying some of our staple items there, items that we use a lot, uh, has helped because it lasts us a little bit longer and we save a little bit of money in the long run by doing it. So at BJ's, we, we occasionally will buy some produce, but we find if you buy a produce in that big of a quantity, it will go bad. So we'll buy our cases of chickpeas, black beans. We use a lot of PB2 in this house. We love putting it in smoothies and our breakfast shakes. And we also buy our whey protein from BJ's. Well, that's another thing, too, is we get a lot of bulk items there, like nuts. We go through a lot of almonds. I like to take almonds for a snack and walnuts and just various, you know, assorted nuts. And one of the other things too is some of the more common spices that you'll use more often since they have it in bulk there, you can sort of stock up and that way you don't have to keep going back for like for us we don't have to keep going back to the spice lady and buying little bags here and there of the same spice over and over again. So some items you'll find like with the I guess what what's BJ's considered like a bulk store, a wholesale, a wholesale store. I guess the benefit of that is you can buy a lot of these daily use items in bulk so that way you don't have to keep going back and buying the same thing over and over again. As I mentioned earlier, when you go to your regular uh, store chain, you can look for that reduced produce rack. And another little thing I like to do is go down the one aisle in our grocery store. They have just a reduced rack in general. And I found some really great things on there from time to time. But the real gem in my grocery shopping, I think, is the small trips that I make in between. Uh, On the weekends, we will go to market, and I can pick up really good deals on fresh produce and meats there. But we're kind of blessed also. We're like in the mecca of grocery outlets where we live. We have – there's a chain called The Grocery Outlet, which was formerly Amelia's. We have a small local branch here that's a sharp shopper. There's BB's and Ebenezer's, which is actually an organic grocery outlet. And we love Aldi's as well, especially now their produce and everything else has gone organic and there's no preservatives in a lot of their food. So if you can get into these kinds of stores like a grocery outlet where things are sort of close to their expiration but haven't quite got there and you know you're going to be able to eat things fast or freeze things, These stores are really great to keep your grocery budget down. And word of the wise, when you do shop at some of these grocery outlets, pay attention to the ingredients and read the label because just as, because for all the awesome produce that you find at a discount rate, there's a lot of also processed junk there too that is also trying to move from the shelves. So you do see the hamburger helpers and a lot of the box meals that people are trying to move because they're close to the expiration date. So... Again, just read the label and just, you know, be smart when it comes to these discounted grocery stores. I think right now would be a perfect time for a break. When we come back, we will be doing Ken's Pick and What's Cooking with Brooke. Welcome back. Moving on to our second half of our show, we're going to start off with Ken's Pick. What's your pick today, Ken? Well, today's pick is The Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pullen. When we first started the whole clean eating journey, being an engineer, I like to understand the hows and the whys. So I don't really know exactly how 
I came to find the omnivore's dilemma, but I know through a Google search I was able to pull up Michael Pollan's name, and from there I found the omnivore's dilemma. I checked the book out, and I was hooked immediately. And I really give a lot of credit to Michael Pollan because, because of Michael Pollan, that's how we got introduced to Joel Salatin. And uh, if you follow along our, I guess, Instagram, you would have known that we went to Polyface Farms and we actually got to meet Joel and experience that whole thing. And that all stemmed from reading Michael Pollan's book, The Omnivore's Dilemma. And uh, it's been a while since I've read that book, but it was so powerful that you know, it really just inspired us to continue. And it really opened up our eyes to clean eating and what it means to eat responsibly. I know Michael Pollan has received a lot of kickback, and there are some critics that don't like Michael Pollan, but I've just come to realize that it doesn't matter how good or bad you are, there's always going to be people that don't like you. But um, one of the things that Michael Pollan has done for our family is all the books that he's written uh, I think I have read, and his one book has turned into a Netflix series, his one book, Cooked. Um, it's a series on Netflix that talks about the importance of cooking meals at home, and that's one of the things that we've adopted here. Uh, when it comes to dinner time on the weekends especially, you'll find both Brooke and I in the kitchen, usually making a huge mess, but creating some awesome meals. And one of the cool things is that our kids from time to time pop in and we get them involved. You know, they help chop up onions because I hate chopping onions. And it's sort of funny watching them do it. But, you know, we like to get them involved. And it's pretty awesome to see that this all stemmed from just picking up one book. So if you get a chance, I highly recommend reading The Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Poland. Pick up his book and see where it takes you. I know it's taken us on a pretty amazing journey. And now, my favorite part, what's cooking with Brooke? Brooke? What's cooking in the kitchen? I know I say this every week, but we had some really good meals this week. Um, I actually did really good. Even though it was a really crazy week, I stuck to mostly my meal schedule, and we had five home-cooked meals this week out of seven days. We had you know, a PB&J day one day because we were literally running in and out of the door in between activities with the kids and... Ken actually got me to his favorite Indian restaurant this weekend. So we had an amazing uh, vegetarian meal at an Indian restaurant. But other than that, let's talk about the food I made. For our meatless Monday meal, I made a buffalo chickpea pizza. This started out as a little bit of a cheater meal. I did not make my own pizza crust, but I did buy a whole grain pre-made pizza crust. The white sauces that went on top, you made one base sauce out of ground cashews and uh, almond flour and almond milk, and then you split that into two, and you made a base sauce of a garlic white sauce, and then I also made a ranch sauce that was drizzled on top of the pizza, and you could use various different vegetables on the pizza. I think I did mushrooms and some greens as well as the buffalo marinated chickpeas. I thought this was going to be incredibly spicy for me, but it was honestly the best amount of heat. Yeah, and I, I always say the same thing over and over again. But, you know, if we ever make a transition to being entirely plant-based, meals like this are what sealed the deal for me. 
Yeah, our kids absolutely loved it. I didn't think it was going to be a, a winner for them, but it really was. It's pizza. Who doesn't like pizza? <laughs> I love pizza. So my soup night, I did a taco soup that was made with grass-fed beef. And I tell Ken all the time, when you use grass-fed beef in anything, you can smell and taste the difference in the food. It was just simply amazing. And this soup consisted of pinto beans, black beans, jalapenos, tomatoes, and tons of spices. The spice ratio in this soup was just out of this world. Tons of paprika chili powder and cumin. It was delicious and it had just the right amount of spice to it. And one of the things that, you know, you hear a lot of times are, you know, oh, you know, people comment about, you know, why is grass fed so much better? And you ever hear the term you are what you eat? Well, you know, these commercially raised cows, not to get on a soapbox, but, you know, when they're fed grains and they're fed a diet that's just not what a natural herbivore consumes, the meat tastes sort of bland. And I don't know how to really describe the taste, but it's like there's this richness that is with the, you know, all the grass fed meat products that we do consume. The next meal that I made this week was amazing. And the leftovers have been amazing to keep eating at work. I did a three bean vegan tamale pie So you started out with a base of pinto, kidney, and uh, garbanzo beans. Mix that with a little bit of corn and the infamous ancho chili powder that I talked about earlier and a few other spices. You uh, cooked all that together, put it in the bottom of a casserole dish, and then I tried my hand at a vegan cornbread crust, spread that on top, baked everything in the oven, and it was so good. It was really good. If you like chili with cornbread on top, this is pretty much identical to that. In fact, when I took it to work and heated up the following day, uh, when people asked what it was, I just told them it was just chili with cornbread because that's exactly what it was. Tonight, we had a crock pot sesame chicken, which was a great weekend meal. Just threw some chicken breast, various Asian spices, reduced sodium soy sauce, honey, and sesame seeds. We let that cook all day, came back after Christmas shopping today, paired it with some rice and stir-fried vegetables, and it was just delicious. A nice, fast uh, weekend meal. And that was another one, too. I mentioned kids chopping onions. You know, we had the kids involved, and uh, our daughter actually helped prepare that with me uh, earlier on before we finalized it at the end of the day. And the last meal that... We had, I didn't really announce this, it was my meal on the fly. I actually told you guys I would be making a certain tuna burger, and sometimes I don't read through my recipes properly, and I found out there was dairy in the recipe. I really wasn't quite sure how to replace it, so I just scrapped that burger all together. Uh, I had some chicken that I had cooked in a crock pot the day before just for us to take for lunches in case we needed it. So I whipped that out. I whipped out a container of the homemade spaghetti sauce that I had canned over the summer, threw that together, cooked that, put it over some pasta, and served it with some vegetables, I believe. Broccoli. In fact, that was on the Instagram. I showed it. You told me it wasn't anything fancy, and I took a picture of it and posted it on Instagram anyway. And my meal on the fly got pretty many likes. So it was a good meal. It was a good week for food. Next week... 
we actually have a short week because we will be traveling again because here we go again. Ken wrote me into another 5K. We're doing the ugly sweater run. So we will be on the go and we will be traveling. So I don't have quite as many foods to discuss this week. You know, and I also catch some flack from people. They'll say, you know, oh, I, I'm a runner. I don't do 5Ks. I only do the big races. And yes, I do the big races, but I also like doing the 5Ks with Brooke because it's a way for her to get involved in my sport. And, you know, I get involved with her to help out with cooking. That's why we came up with Beyond 24 Days. So a sort of a way to give back. She can get involved with running with me. So I like to save the 5Ks for us. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, so our meals for next week that you can look forward to seeing. I think I did mention this before. I just never got around to making it. So I'm really looking forward to nailing this one and getting it made this week. But I would love to make a veggie bolognese to go over whole grain pasta. I'm going to get that nailed. That would be our meatless Monday meal. Mm. For my soup day, I picked out a lentil farro and sausage soup and I picked up some smoked turkey kielbasa fresh from market this weekend to make that. Gonna go with a little bit of fish and make some cod piccata and I think when we come home from running our race we'll be having a vegetable and homemade dumpling soup and I also have a crunchy poppy seed chicken salad that I'm going to be making, and I think I'll serve that on a bed of greens with other various vegetables. Ah, so there you have it. A pretty busy week coming up, and hopefully next week we'll have um, a little bit of an announcement to share with everybody about the podcast, and we look forward to seeing you guys all then. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, We're not on Twitter, but... Uh, Pinterest. We're trying to cover all social media with Beyond 24 Days. So if you even just go through the hashtag Beyond 24 Days, hopefully you'll find us. Give us a like, follow us along. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us a rating. Your ratings will help out our show tremendously. And also to our Android users, we're not on Google Play yet, but we are available on Stitcher. So if you have uh, an iPhone or an Android-based phone, you can still go through Stitcher and listen to our podcast. Anyway, uh, we will see you guys, I guess, next week after the race. We'll let you know how that went. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to talking to you guys then. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.